Hey kids, can you guess what time it is? Movie time. Time to eat. I see a Bible and a donut. Yay! Devotions. That's right. Let's learn about God and spend some time in His Word. Welcome kids to Donuts and Devos, where God sprinkles His love on us and feeds our faith. Jesus will lead us and teach us. He will lead us to peace. We are the children that He loves. Jesus teaches to be just like you. Your words are true, so with Donuts and Devos, lead us to peace. With Donuts and Devos, with Donuts and Devos. Donuts and Devos lead us to peace. Lead us to peace. Hello and welcome back to Donuts and Devos, a devotional podcast just for you, the kids, where we get connected to Jesus through God's word. I'm Mary Faith, and I'm so glad you've decided to join us today here on episode 103. We are continuing Joshua's conquest of the promised land. And of course, as we know, who is actually fighting for him? That is God the Lord. Now, last week in our reading in Joshua chapter 10, we learned how Joshua overcame the kings of the southern part of Canaan. And rather quickly, too. Those people did not turn to God, did they? They did not. So the Israelites devoted them to destruction. We keep hearing that phrase. Yeah, why was it so important to destroy everything? Hmm, I really like that question. And you know what? That phrase, devoted to destruction, is going to be our faith focus today after our devotion. So we'll answer that question in just a bit. First, let's pray, and then we're going to read about how Joshua took over the northern kings and land this time, probably in pretty much the same way he's done so far, once again with whose help? The Lord! Exactly. Let's pray. reading this week is from Joshua chapter 11, verses 1 through 15. Now, last week we read how Joshua and Israel conquered the southern part of Canaan, and that's right, this week they're conquering the northern part of Canaan. Starting Joshua 11, verse 1. When Jabin king of Hazor heard of this, he sent to Jobab king of Madon, and to the king of Shimron, and to the king of Akshap, and to the kings who were in the northern hill country, and in the Arabah south of Chinneroth, and in the lowland, and in Naphoth Dor on the west, to the Canaanites in the east and the west, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, and the Jebusites in the hill country, and the Hivites under Hermon in the land of Mizpah. 
and they came out with all their troops, a great horde in number like the sand that is on the seashore, with very many horses and chariots. And all these kings joined their forces and came and encamped together at the waters of Merom to fight against Israel. And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them, for tomorrow at this time I will give over all of them slain to Israel. So Joshua and all his warriors came suddenly against them by the waters of Merom and fell upon them. And the Lord gave them into the hand of Israel, who struck them and chased them as, as far as Great Sidon and Misrephoth Maim, and eastward as far as the valley of Mizpah. And they struck them until he left none remaining. And Joshua did to them just as the Lord said to him. And Joshua turned back at that time and captured Hazor and struck its king with the sword, for Hazor formerly was the head of all those kingdoms. And they struck with the sword all who were in it, devoting them to destruction. There was none left that breathed. And he burned Hazor with fire. In all the cities of those kings and all their kings, Joshua captured and struck them with the edge of the sword, devoting them to destruction just as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded. But none of the cities that stood on mounds did Israel burn, except Hazor alone that Joshua burned. And all the spoil of these cities and the livestock the people of Israel took for their plunder. But every person they struck with the edge of the sword until they had destroyed them, and they did not leave any who breathed. Just as the Lord had commanded Moses his servant, so Moses commanded Joshua, and so Joshua did. He left nothing undone of all that the Lord had commanded Moses. Well, the time had now come. The people of the promised land could now see before them they were losing their land, and it was time for all the enemies of the Lord to unite together into one powerful force, a large army, to take on Israel. There was none like this army gathered before in the promised land. It was massive. Our Bible reading tells us their number was like the sand shore. Now, have you guys ever been to the beach? Yeah. Yes. What was it like? Well, it had water that was cold and sand that was warm, and you could make sand castles really easily because the, the water was right next to the sand. So. Right, and how many sand particles do you think were on that beach as you were making your sand castles and burying yourselves in the sand? How many, do you think you could put a number on all the sand? No. That's how many people, how many armies, soldiers, chariots, and horses that were coming all together to fight Israel. So you can imagine just how many people that was. What a terrifying sight that must have been for the Israelites. This army was gathered by the kings for one purpose, to stop Israel from coming into the land and taking over. Now hold on just a minute. Did these people have any other options? Yeah, couldn't they have just asked for peace? Did they have to fight in the big war? Or couldn't they just move to live somewhere else? These people had heard about the victories of Joshua. Word of his victory and the defeat of the southern kingdom traveled fast. When the five kings in the southern kingdom of the promised land fell, this news traveled quickly to the northern kings of the land. The northern kings united, believing they were stronger, more organized, and weaponized than both Israel and the southern kings. Why didn't they take 
A chance for peace. Man's heart by nature is for war with God, and for everyone who knows and loves God. Sinful man is terrified of God and His people. The enemies of God, the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh contend for our lives, for our bodies and soul, for our faith and eternity. They never want God's people to have peace. They are united in their battle against God and all that is good, even against us. To defeat us? Well, yeah. Satan, in his rage and wickedness, believed that he had defeated God when Jesus was dying on the cross and laid in the tomb. Sinful man thought they also had done God a favor in putting to death this one who said he was the Son of God, but God was victorious over our enemies. We suffer tough battles with temptation and guilt and our sin, even with those who don't believe in Jesus, even before we recognize it or realize it. Now, there's a promise in verse six of our reading. Do you remember? Let's go to verse six. Verse six says, "And the Lord said to Joshua, 'Do not be afraid of them, for tomorrow at this time I will give over all of them slain to Israel.'" So. Once again, who actually was fighting all those thousands and thousands of people? God. God fought for Israel, and He is the one who won for them. Hmm, makes me think of someone else who fought for you and me. Jesus. Yes, and how did He fight for us? By dying on the cross to save us from our sins. He gave up his life for us to save us to win the war that we fight against sin and evil every day. Jesus fought for us. Yay! Let's pray, dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father, you fought for Israel. You fought for Israel and won their battles for them. And won your battles for them. Thank you for giving us Jesus. Thank you for giving us Jesus, your son, your son, to fight for us, to fight for us, and to win the battle against Satan, and to win the battle against Satan. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our devotion. One of you kids made a comment about the phrase "devoted to destruction." Yes, we heard that a lot. Indeed. So that is going to be our faith focus for the day. It was what God commanded Joshua to do to all the cities that he conquered in battle. Why? Because the people living in the Promised Land were rejecting God and had been for over forty years. Huh? Well, remember, while the Israelites were wandering around in the wilderness for those forty years. The people living in the Promised Land knew they were there. They knew the Israelites had come to conquer and take over the land. They had heard the stories of God's hand in Egypt, the plagues, the parting of the Red Sea. Oh, and remember Rahab and the spies. All of this they knew about the Israelites and the God of the Israelites. But they still didn't turn to God. No, they didn't. So everything that these people had, everything they owned, everything they were. Was an abomination to God. God had condemned Jericho and everything in it, as He did each of the cities that the Israelites battled. 
when Joshua and the Israelites did as God said, this phrase, devoted to destruction, became an act of obedience to the Lord. Now, here in our faith-focused portion of Donuts and Devos, we want to take an idea or concept from our readings and really look closely at it to see how it can be used in our own lives. And let me tell you, there is a lot in this world that we ourselves can and need to devote to destruction. Can you kids think of anything? Uh. Now, this is definitely a conversation you can continue with your parents, listeners out there. But let's look at some of the things God detests and desires for us to put away. And we don't have to look farther than the Ten Commandments. What is the first commandment? Can you guys remember that? You shall have no other gods. That's right. In Exodus 22, verse 20, God commands, Whoever sacrifices to any god other than the Lord alone shall be devoted to destruction. This is called idolatry, and God despises idolatry. So there is a capital punishment for worshiping other gods than the one true God. The people of the promised land definitely had their own gods that they had created. So... God told Joshua to devote them and everything to destruction, which meant to destroy them. Now, while we may not have other physical gods, many times we make other things more important than God. Can you think of what some of those things might be? Sometimes there's video games for some people and sports for others because they're so concentrated on that. They have no time to pray to God and talk to him. Those are the things we need to get rid of in our lives if they lead us away from God and His Word. We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. That's what the first commandment means. Now, let's take a look at the second commandment. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The way we use our language is a big area that we should be aware of. We should not take the Lord's name in vain. That means... Saying that oh-too-common phrase that many people do should make us cringe. We shouldn't swear or curse. And we really should not lie. That's a big one. Oh, that's hard sometimes. It is. But we need to be aware of these things. God wants us to value truth, clean hearts, and minds. These things like cursing, lying, putting other things before God... These are all areas of our lives that we ourselves need to devote to destruction. We can focus on God's Word and spend time in prayer to draw closer to our Lord as we fight to put those things that would pull us from God to death once and for all. Now, this is probably going to be a topic that will come up multiple times throughout our devotions. So it's good that we introduce it here and realize all of the evil things that Satan would like to use in this world. Let's recognize them and devote them to destruction. Over the past two devotions, we've read about how God kept reminding Joshua that he didn't need to fear the soldiers and men they were fighting. God kept telling Joshua, I will give these people over to you. And those words are words that we can remember ourselves during times of trouble and when we're afraid. 
The Van Strudel family is joining us again to lead us in our memory verse. And here is Joshua 11, verse 6. Joshua 11, 6. Do not be afraid of them, for I will give over all of them slain to Israel. All right, remember, you're going to repeat after us. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid. All right, repeat. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid. Again. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid. That's the first part. The second part goes like this. I will give over all of them slain to Israel. Again. I will give over all of them slain to Israel. And then we go back to the beginning again. So try it again. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid. I will give all of them slain to Israel. Repeat. I will give all of them slain to Israel. And that's it. And then we end with Joshua 11, 6. Joshua 11, 6. Joshua 11, 6. Joshua 11:6. All right, are you guys ready to sing with us all together? Yeah! yeah. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid. I will give all of them slain to Israel. I will give over all of them slain to Israel. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid. I will give over all of them slain to Israel. I will give over all of them slain to Israel. Joshua 11, 6. Joshua 11, 6. And what great words to remember for our own lives. We do not need to be afraid of those evils in our life. As we talked about in our faith focus of today, we can devote those things to destruction. And who is going up to battle for us? That's right. Our Lord, our God, the one true God who delivered Israel into the promised land and conquered all those kings and armies for his people. And for us, he has done that through his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross once and for all. So go forth today without fear, but with a heart full of peace and hope. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid. I will give over all of them slain to Israel. I will give over all of them slain to Israel. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid. And that does it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. A big Huge thank you to the Van Strudel family for joining us and in preparing an awesome memory verse for us. We're so thankful that you are here with us each week. 
If you'd like to support our devotions, you can do so by giving a free will offering at buymeacoffee.com forward slash donuts and devos. All donations go straight back into the podcast. Also, we are still looking for an artist to help draw our memory verse coloring pages for our kids. Our listeners absolutely love these pages. So if you think that you'd like to serve the Lord in that way and help join our ministry, please reach out and email or message me on Facebook. I'm Mary Faith, and you've been listening to Donuts and Devos, where we connect kids to Christ and fill them with joy and Jesus' peace. Bye, kids. See you next week.